Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. My name is Letitia Shelton. I'm your host. Today I'm with a very special woman. Her name is Wakanisi Peterson. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Bulavana'a, Letitia. So good to have you. Uh, this podcast is... Um, the word disruptive in it because we want to disrupt some things in the Pacific Island where there's high amounts of abuse, porn addiction um, and a lot of silence and a lot of religion and so part of this podcast is giving um, victims an opportunity to share their stories and I think your story today is going to give people hope because we just don't want to talk about the bad things that have happened but there is hope and there's life beyond abuse. Um, and so that's what we want to focus on today and hopefully really encourage anyone out there, any victims who are suffering in silence, there's hope, there's help. But see your story of abuse started at the age of three and now you're a bit older than that, aren't you? <laughs> um, but tell us what happened at three. Uh, I was playing with a girlfriend at, in the, at the village at the end of the... Rara, the village green, and uh, just just a little bush behind that. And then uh, next thing, my friend disappeared. Then this guy came, and so I remember I was on the ground, the bushes there, and um, he had was had his penis on my private part. Yeah, that was all I remembered at that time. Yeah, do you remember screaming or struggling or? That's all you remember, and then that was kind of the end. Yeah, I don't recall screaming or shouting. I, I, I think I was in shock that I just laid there, and um, yeah, and I just shut everything out. Mm. I think that's a natural response that I hear from a lot of victims, just in shock and silenced. Um, but do you remember at the time how that made you feel? At that time... Just because I had blocked it all, I just didn't even think that it happened, you know. So I'm sailing along all these years from that time until, you know, primary school, high school. Maybe just one time I did think about it, but then I remember just pushing it away. No, I'm not going to think about this. It was like, oh, no, I'm not touching it. And I left it until I was uh, 24 and doing the discipleship training school with Youth with a Mission. And the Lord reminded me again, brought back that scene yeah well we'll come back to uh, what happened at youth with a mission because that's powerful um i mean trauma and abuse even though we don't always remember it in our mind our body will remember it somehow or our personality um and you're saying to me that you, you you grew up as a rather quiet person do you think that was part of the effect of the abuse that had happened to you yes i think so yes um and, and and I know people to get, oh, she's uh, ladylike, she's uh, smart. But I think it is more, no, I just was so unsure, just, um, you know, just my own security. I, yeah, I was afraid to step out and, yeah, it was like I was held back. Mm. You said you felt like you had a disease of some sort. Yes, and it's like, Family members would say, no, she's like that. And uh, so they would like, um, no, we, we'll carry this. You know, you, and I'm going, oh gosh, I'm, I can do it, but 
Yeah, there was just this whole protection mode around, and sometimes I would feel, yeah. And I think that's uh, these things are important to look back on now because especially in the Pacific Islands where there's so much silence and, and even the family, when they find out, they keep it all hush-hush and so our poor children don't get a chance to work through. But it, it always manifests in our bodies, in our actions somewhere. And, um, you know, and that's just how the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. Is this how... Is this a regular occurrence that happens in villages, just random men preying on young girls? Now that we're finding out the stats and things, yes, this happens. And and then we, we see it all around, just uh, being in villages. He said, oh my gosh, the children are out there and there's some men. You know, you just cringe when you see that, that oh, it's just happening all over. Oh, Lord, help. Yeah. So what can we do about it, you know, especially in villages? How do we protect our young people? And we're aware of the prevalence of porn and, and we see every month the Department of Public Prosecutions releases the new rape stats, old men, young women. What do we do about this? We really need to sit down and tell them all. We need to talk as a family, you know, your own family. You need to talk. This is where it happens. I mean, you, you, not waiting for the teacher, not waiting for the... No, right in the home. That's part of our um, small Christian community, the sharing, Bible sharing. Let's let's be real. Let's talk about these important things. Yeah. Uh, but it's not so much in your culture, too, is it? And how, how do you break past culture in Fiji? Man, this is where we really need the turangas, but just going beginning in the home, beginning in the home, the parents. And I think that's something too we want to emphasize uh, in our training that uh, my husband and I do, uh, training for couples planning on getting married. We do this uh, 12-topic training. I think we need to add that. And there is place to add in the topics, yes. Oh, it's so important. That's your phone going off. We've got a bit of background music, but that's all right. All adds to the ambiance. Now, obviously, at the age of three, you didn't get to... Um, I mean, you're hardly processing what's going on, but you weren't able to say, this man did to me and there was he wasn't caught. But many years later, you saw him again and, and you were able to tell your parents what happened. But how did they respond? When I when I told my aunt about it, uh, what had happened, like for me, uh, that was a big deal even explaining to my family. But I knew I had to say it because God has healed me and I wanted them to know. And uh, when I described the person, even the little information that I had, and my aunt just said, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. And he does that. He's known to do that. And I thought, oh my gosh. That, that's all that is. He's known, and they're gonna. They've done nothing about it. Yeah, and I know we can do so much more than that. Yeah. Why don't we do anything? Um, what is it that just causes us to turn a, a blind eye and allow that member to? And who knows how many other little girls he has abused uh, in his lifetime? He's now passed away. But why don't we step up and do anything? Is it just laziness or? <laughs> No, I think we're afraid. Yeah, we're afraid to uh, tip the boat, to, yeah, 
We just don't want to ruffle the waters, and we don't want to be the one known to have ruffled the waters. And we need to speak out, like, we need to disrupt. Yeah. Yeah, and I, as I speak all over Fiji, um, I challenge everyone in the church. We're all part of the problem because we've either covered it up in our family or in our community. We've remained silent. And I say regularly to be silent in the face of evil is more evil than the evil itself. So our silence is just as bad as what that man did to you at the age of three. Um, and, and we're never going to see a change. Everyone wants a change, but no one's prepared to speak up, ruffle the feathers. And um, when I read my Bible, I don't see people being silent around evil. You know, God doesn't call us to be silent. So it's a challenge. Um, and I want to encourage people listening today to speak up. Don't just stand by idly. Don't cover abuse um, and oppression and injustice. Now, let's get on to... Um, how God set you free because at the age of three yes you kind of blocked that out didn't really come which which is great but still manifested in your body but at the age of 24 you had a big breakthrough where God really healed you yes I was in uh, Youth of the Mission Honolulu Hawaii and I remember that was a special day because uh, God is moving and uh, the other students were they were going up one by one and telling their stories and the abuse that had happened and, and I remember sitting there I'm going oh my gosh this is what happens these terrible things happen to them and then it dawned on me when you commenting on these people out here what about you and that's when the Lord showed me what had happened to me so I said wow God yep I am going to share my story because I want to be healed so suddenly it just came to your mind, you saw this man and what had happened. It was like God just brought it back to your mind. And then what did you do with that? I just thought, man, so me too. So it wasn't just the other students that were abused and so forth. Man, yeah. So I just thought, man, I want to go and tell this story. I, I want to be free. I want, yes, I want to go and share my story so I can be healed and I want to forgive this person. Yeah. And then someone really asked you to think about where where was Jesus? Is that part of what happened in your healing that, that took you back to that place? Yes. Um, I remember when that question was asked and because I said to the Lord, how come you didn't stop it? You're a God. You're, you're this amazing God that can do anything. But how come you didn't stop this guy? And... Uh, the Lord just said, you know, you have a free will. He has a free will. But um, do it for my sake. And it was also for for me, much more for me, for my healing and uh, forgiving this person. Yes. And I'm so glad I, I chose to do that. And I went up and shared the story and forgave this person. Yeah, the whole thing of openness is so important. Tell the story. Tell it as you saw as you remember yeah yeah that's um it's really the first step isn't it breaking the we've got to break the silence and the silence breaks the shame did you feel um as you spoke out that day did you feel a difference in in your spirit man i felt a big weight that was on me all these years lifted it lifted yes That's um, quite incredible because you didn't even really know the weight you were carrying. (laughs) 
something that happened age three, 21 years later, Jesus brings it to remembrance and then um, suddenly you feel a weight. So what did that look like? You know, were you suddenly less quiet or more outgoing? Or I remember serving in Papua New Guinea and I remember when I told a friend that, um, no, I'm really quiet. And he just said, it was like he told me off. No, you're not. You are the noisiest person. And I'm going, oh, wow, Lord, yes, man, yep. Just the healing that had taken place from that day. Yeah, and I would just encourage, please don't be afraid. When you want to share your story, think, oh, man, what will they think? Go and tell your story. Tell your story. You need to share it. You need to talk it. Yeah. And have you continued to share your story um, since then? How has God used you with that? Man, I haven't stopped. From that day, oh man, I part of the Catholic Church here in Suva, Fiji, at the Sacred Heart Cathedral, and with the Archbishop, you know, he's brought about this initiative, the woman at the well, so we go around to our parishes, and uh, we're going to tell our story. Oh man, yep, haven't stopped, haven't stopped. We spoke to 150 Catholic men. The following week, Archbishop asked us to go to Tavuni and share with 3,000 women, Catholic Women's League. Oh man, there was not a dry eye in the room. Just And you could tell the women over 80s just sitting there and sobbing. Because it's like, it's happened to them. They've never told their story. And here, you standing up there and telling your story of abuse. And it's like, oh my gosh, that also happened to me. So for them, it was like validating their pain. And oh man, God. Uh, I mean... You're lucky or blessed um, that God came to you at the age of 24 and not 74. Um, so you've been able to live many, many more years of freedom. But you think of those 80-year-old women who have carried stuff um, still and no one, no one has listened um, is vital. Anything, what would you like to say to uh, any victims who are listening to this podcast who are still struggling in silence how would you like to encourage them man i would uh, just say you know the lord is there the holy spirit is there tell your story you need to talk you need to talk and he, the lord will bring the right person to you or the right group but you need to tell that story because uh, the things that is done one is as you tell your story you know there's no secrecy about it so there's no room for the enemy to hold you back He's got no room because you've spoken it. And then the healing that takes place within you. You know, you're freed and to go and bless others, see others healed as you tell your story. Yeah. No, that's powerful. And I want to encourage people who are listening to the stories of um, people who have been abused just to listen. Um, they don't need your advice or scripture verses quoted. They just need you to listen um, and understand and um, pray with them. But we, they don't need advice. It's not always helpful unless they ask for it, hey. <laughs> I'm always amazed at how religious we suddenly get when someone begins to share their struggles. Um, just listen. And if you have a story and you're listening today, you can contact myself, Leticia, at citywomen.com.au. Just email me, message me on Facebook. Um, I'd love to hear your story. I know Wakanisi would too. Um, but let's create a culture where uh, there is no longer silence. We break the shame, we break the religion, and so the healing power of Jesus can come. So thank you, Wakanisi. God bless you. And as you continue to do marriage counselling and strengthen marriages across Fiji, so important your work. So keep going. You're an inspiration. Thank you.
thank you thanks latisha easily i see your suffering i see the pain beneath that bull of smile come out from hiding the sun is rising let the islands hear reason lay crown 